We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Notre Dame fans, welcome to a special Sunday edition. We don't get to spend Sundays with you all very often. Today we are. My name is Brian Driscoll. I'm the publisher of IrishBreakdown.com. And I'm joined by my main man, Vince Dario, our football analyst. And Vince, today we are going to talk some recruiting. We have some big news coming up, obviously. Uh, Notre Dame and Alabama and USC and Texas and Stanford are all waiting for the official word from Santa Ana, modern day five standout, excuse me, uh, wide receiver CJ Williams. CJ is going to make a public commitment here. He just texted out a few minutes ago, or did text it out, uh, tweeted out a few minutes ago that he will be going live at 4.15 to make his decision, 4.15 Eastern to make his decision, to make his announcement. So it's originally going to be uh, four o'clock. It is now four fifteen. But we are going to be here. We're going to be talking about that decision. We're going to preview it a little bit. Then we're going to carry his decision live, so you'll have that here. And then when it's done, we're going to talk about what that decision means for Notre Dame. And it's going to go one of two ways, right? One is this is a big commitment for Notre Dame, and we're going to talk about what it means, why it's big, uh, and, and and go from there. And then after. If he if he decides to pick somewhere else, then we're going to talk about where Notre Dame goes from here, and that's what we're going to do. So that is what today is. That's what today's show is going to be about. We'll break that down afterwards uh, and really dive into to what it means. Talk about what's next. Again, what next is going to be determined by what he does. If he makes his decision to pick Notre Dame, we're going to talk about how Notre Dame can focus on this class, what it means for next year. If he picks somewhere else, then again, where does Notre Dame go from here? So. That is what we're going to do, Vince. But this is a, this is one. This is a name, Vince, that you and I have been talking about since the beginning of our. Oh yeah, we launched our podcast channel. You know, we we <laughs> talked about last January and February about how important receiver was in this class, and at the very beginning, it was frustrating because although they were going after Tobias Merriweather, they they had kind of backed off. It, let, I don't say they backed off, but they weren't pushing. The receivers coach wasn't pushing for as hard for C.J. Williams as he needed to. And it was it was a thing where this was a kid that – he was wearing Notre Dame shirts as a freshman and sophomore in high school. 
And then you get into a situation where, you know, Notre Dame is just not, is just not, doesn't seem to be as, as high on his list as they were. Steve Sarkeesian gets hired at Texas. Coach Sarkeesian was recruiting him hard at Alabama. Obviously, they first saw CJ back when they were recruiting Bryce Young, who was sure. the five-star quarterback at, at modern day and was CJ's obviously quarterback as a freshman and sophomore in high school. And then uh, we, you and I have – there's some shows we can find from back in January and February where we're, we're complaining about why are they not going after CJ Williams harder. And they stepped it up. They changed yeah. direction. Coach Reese got involved. Coach Alexander stepped up his game, which is a, an important piece to this. And Notre Dame has now got back in the mix and is the perceived leader in this recruitment by most people following it. So uh, it was, uh, it's been a bit of a strange journey. This is a player that's been on Notre Dame's radar for a very long time, Vince. And I would argue that, 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 that Tobias and Merriweather, who committed to Notre Dame on Wednesday, and C.J. Williams are the top two players receivers on the board and have been for, for quite some time. Uh, there's no question about it. And, you know, for a little while there, it was like, okay, maybe they get one or the other in uh, the way they were, like you said, the way they were pushing for one and, and and not really Walker there for a little while was was concerning because obviously you can have more than one elite receiver in your class. So uh, it, it I, I didn't like the either or uh, talk. And I think that's basically what's, what our conversation was centered around. Uh, back in the early days of uh, the Irish Breakdown podcast. So uh, very happy with with the way they have been pushing for him. Hopefully it comes to fruition here uh, in the next five minutes or so. Um, that is the hope. That is, I don't want to say that's the expectation, but, you know, it, things are looking good for Notre Dame. I mean, I, I, that, that's, you know, that's what we're hearing anyway. I think, so. we can, I think we can safely say, Vince, without it coming across as giving away his announcement, that the ex, that, that is the expectation. Okay. I mean, look, because there's there's been a million I, – I, I appreciate what you did there because that's how we roll. We're not going to just right. say, hey, look, here's, you know, here's what we know. It, look, there's been how many crystal balls that have gone in for him all the fan cast. We did a prediction thing today where the people that covered yeah. Texas, USC, and Alabama for Sports Illustrated all said that they're here and that you know no, their prediction is Notre Dame. So, you know, I think we can we we can say it without insulting people's intelligence or <laughs> but with also with also without taking this kid's moment away that this is obviously where where it's been been trending. So yeah, uh, we're we're very excited about that. But before we dive too much yes, too much you. further, we do have a couple super chats. Uh, Mark, uh, I hope this some Koistra. Uh, chilling in the pool, waiting on good news. Oh, Keep up the great work. I'm a little Matt. jealous there. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I, mean, I, was Travis, Brian, I was pushing Brian to put the pool in instead of the deck, but yeah, you know, the deck. Yeah. Well, instead, you weren't so. willing to pay the difference, so <laughs> that's why I was unwilling to do it. I was willing to bring over kids to play in it. Isn't <laughs> okay. that enough? Yeah. No. Mm-mm. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly what I want. Is we're trying to do podcasts. Your five kids out in my pool, which I don't have a pool, uh, <laughs> yelling and screaming. Exactly. Uh, Travis Singleton, first time on the uh, the live oh, show. Man. You guys freaking rock, Travis. Thank you so much. And he's awesome. He, he announced his presence with authority right yeah, now, is what Travis did. So uh, we appreciate you, Travis. Uh, really appreciate Love you. Me. Andrew uh, Sekolowski is back. So we are certainly upgrading skilled talent. Need to continue having a top 10 offensive line, though. That worries me. So the reason I bring Andrew up, because the last time we heard from Andrew was his wedding day. Oh, he joined right. the chat on his wedding day. So hopefully everything went well. Hope you didn't have a runaway bride situation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and she didn't realize, you know, maybe she could do a little bit better. 
um, and that uh, everything is good. And you are now living in uh, a wonderful matrimony, happy matrimony. So yes. uh, congratulations on that. We're happy to back. And then our man Patrick is back. I heart you both. Here come the Irish. The feeling is mutual, my man. Appreciate it very much. And I, I did want to say something, too, uh, before we begin, Vince, because this is obviously some for our people our age. Um, we both are, you know, we, we both are not bashful about uh, professing our Christianity and, and someone who I always looked up to as a who's someone who often struggled to live out his faith. But in, in the coaching world, someone that I always looked up to was was Bobby Bowden, who had no problem professing his faith and living up to it as a coach. And and uh, and Coach Bowden passed away today. And uh, it was 91, 91. and I just um, just obviously was a very impactful person for me. And some of the stuff he accomplished, I mean, what was it, for, for like over a period of 14 straight years or something like that, they finished in the top five. <laughs> you talk about a level of dominant consistency, uh, you know, just really um, an impressive feat. And took if we're honest, I mean, he took over a Florida State program that wasn't very good. It wasn't sure. like – Florida State wasn't Florida what he made it when he took it over. It wasn't it wasn't like he was like Larry Coker. He stepped into a great situation. Florida State was really not much. And when he came, I believe he came from West Virginia, I believe. Uh and uh it was interesting. He had, you know, his if you watch the movie We Are Marshall, yeah. That whole situation where they went and visited him when he was at West Virginia and he opened yep. up the you know the thing, and just kind of speaks to his his character. But well, they uh, had the decal yeah. on the back, and it was you yeah, know, that, and that was the yeah. biggest rival. I mean, that yeah. was yeah, yeah. So obviously that was was sad news. But uh, I did want to get that out before we we started the show. But I, I do want to get back to some obviously some happy times here for Notre Dame today. Uh, hopefully, with uh, C.J. Williams getting ready to make his decision as soon as he go live, as, he, as soon as he goes live, we will we will get to that. So yeah. Uh, Vince, obviously, this is an interesting one. Um, if I believe if Notre Dame lands him, this would put them back up to number two in recruiting in uh, rivals in two four seven, which is great. Uh, long way to go, long way to go, and 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 frankly, there's still some big fish out there for Notre Dame to there snag are. as well. There um, are, which will help them well, in that battle. I, I, in my opinion, just for me and my grades, the two biggest fish that were still out there for Notre Dame on offense was Tobias oh, Merriweather and C.J. Williams. Absolutely. I, I like Zach Rice. You all know my stance. I don't think Zach Rice is, is – he's a good top 100 caliber player, but he's not, in my view, not the five-star he's made out to be. This was the – this these two were the big ones. Now we're going to see if this offensive staff, who has rightfully caught some flack this summer, but – I think at times maybe the the criticism a little too far, in my opinion, where it was like, okay, that's not doing enough, but it wasn't a bad class. You know, you had already four-star running back, two really good tight ends, pretty good three-man offensive line class. You had a receiver that they like a lot more than we do simply because the film just, you know, doesn't blow me away, but um now you 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 can hopefully land a couple big time receivers. You've got one already, and you got the number one receiver on my board, Vince. I'm not sure where Tobias Merriweather stood on your board, uh, but he was number one overall on my board, and CJ was number two, uh, yeah, especially the there. guys that were that are on there. We got another super chat. Let's get going. Stephen Warnick, holy my man, moly. that's holy a big moly. one. It's a big Thank one. Thank you, Steve. He saw he saw Travis step into this with some authority, and he was like, "No, I can't. I can't have that. I can't have <laughs> Travis being the big dog." So uh, he, he's got to step it up. But Stephen, we appreciate you. Oh uh, my gosh, very yes. very much. Thank very you. very much. And uh, we're gonna, like I said, we're gonna rock and roll as soon as CJ gets rock, gets going. 
got another super chat down here. You all, uh, Mark Freegan says, do you guys sleep? Not a lot. <laughs> Not for different reasons. Vince is because he has kids. Right. Yeah. Uh, mine is because uh, I, I work all the time, but uh, no, we, 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 we do what we can, but Hey, we're, we're here for y'all. Right. That's what, that's what we're here for. We, Mark, we appreciate the super chat. Absolutely. Uh, Huge. Thank you. Yeah. Somebody asked a question, Elroy Bubba, awesome. what do you mean by board, like out of uh, every uncommitted recruit? Yeah, so like basically as a coaching staff, you put together your board of players, right? So we're going to recruit these guys. These are the guys that we want. These are the guys that we think can come to you know, Notre Dame fit, and putting ourselves you know, in there, stuff. right? So and not so, so just to clarify, not not of all the recruits in the country, it's the guys, the guys that you are recruiting. Right. 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 So like I when I so I, I was responsible for uh, primarily responsible for the recruiting rankings for SL American at quarterback and receiver. So Tobias Merriweather is the number one receiver on on my board, but he was not the number one receiver in the country. He's fourth uh, as an outside receiver, I think fifth overall, fifth or sixth overall at receiver, which is very high. He was a top 50 recruit yeah. that we had him ranked higher than everybody else. But he wasn't the other guys ahead of him were not on Notre Dame's board and we're not on my board because I'm only evaluating the guys for right. Irish breakdown that Notre right. Dame is recruiting. So like Travis Hunter is not a guy that Notre Dame was recruiting. Um, the Shetron kid going to Oklahoma state, Luther burden, who's going to uh, Oklahoma. Those are guys that, that uh, we had ranked had a higher than him, but they were not Notre Dame recruits. And uh, so that's, that's what that means. So that's a good question. I, and, 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 you know, maybe some people don't understand that. So sometimes we assume that because I say it so much that I think, <laughs> I think that others, but for new people here, that's what that right, means. So, right. you know, like for Notre Dame's board, it's, it's the guys that they're recruiting for our board. It's the guys that we believe Notre Dame is recruiting uh, or, or sometimes should recruit, but that's more earlier in the process. You know, we right. may, we may get some guys there, but you know, once the offers go out and we talk to sources and we realize uh, you know, just kind of, where things are, then then that's good. And David Carpenter, my man, David. eating a salted caramel built bar and ready to watch the hopeful commitment go Irish. Wow. So that is big time. My mom says those are really good. I haven't had one yet of the salted caramel. I we got our we got our double chocolate the other day, which Angela uh, grabbed, took the box. I got that for my wife, and I was going to have some. She took the box and took them up to her office. <laughs> so like I usually leave them in like the you know like the the we have like a little. Uh, cabinet that we put like things like you know snacks and things like that but uh those were not going in the, those were not uh, the going shareable in there, cabinet yeah. were they nope they that were not not happening they were not. but my mom <laughs> says that those are really good and if you don't know if you're just joining us we actually have a a partnership with built bar so if you see in the description box below if you go to built bar you use the promo code irish breakdown you get 10 percent off your entire order and so hopefully david took advantage of of that discount, but yeah, they're really good. Cherry Barcia is mine, and I'm kind of a cre creature of habit, but uh, you know, we'll we'll I, there are some others that I want to try. That's one of them. So then they had a rocky road on the other day. I don't know if that was like for a one time thing only, or if that was for the full day, or what was going on. But we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So let's, uh, Vince, let's talk a little bit about C.J. Merriweather's game here while we're waiting, because who, who knows when this is going to when this is going to go. But let's talk a little bit about his game. So I thought one of the interesting things that I found about him as a player is, at least when it comes to uh, when it comes to how Notre Dame is recruiting him. Notre Dame is actually recruiting him as a slot player, which I found a little bit interesting. And, uh, you know, you look at it and you say, okay, how does that fit? Right. And then you look at him compared to Tobias Merriweather and and Warren Walker. And again, this conversation is going to be just working with should Notre Dame land him? What would that mean for Notre Dame? And so when I look at him, I see a kid that as a slot player, you know, what, what is the first thing people think of when they think of a slot player? Anything like that, shifty, fast, yeah, bubble screens, that kind of right. guy. And that's certainly one way to go, but there's other ways that you can be an effective, you know, uh, slot guy. If you look at, for example, like Hunter Renfro when he was at Clemson, different body type than CJ Williams, but just follow me here. He was a guy that did a lot of things with route running pr- pr- precision and getting open and, and using strong hands and being a good athlete. And, the way that Notre Dame sees C.J. Williams is exactly that kind of guy. That because he is, as we've described him, a volume pass catcher. And what does volume pass catcher mean? So let's just use like 120 yards as sort of like you have 120 yards in a game. That's a big game, right? You had a really good game. Well, Tobias Merriweather can get there with five catches, right? C.J. can get there too, but it's going to be with like eight or nine catches, right? It's like the difference between Michael Floyd and and Will Fuller. You know, Michael Floyd gets 150 yards in the game. He does it off 11 catches. Volume, dominance, volume with dominance, right? You think of Michael Thomas. You think of DeAndre Hopkins, guys like that. And then you think of the other type of receiver, which is he's going to get to 120 yards, but it's going to be off because he hits two or three big plays, right? He takes a five-yard pass, makes somebody miss, turns it into a big one. A guy that can take the top off of the defense. That's not CJ. CJ's a good athlete. He's a very good athlete, but he's not a burner per se. Okay. Sure. I think there's a gear for him still to get to. I think CJ has a very young body. And, and what I mean by that is I don't think he's like he's already a pretty good looking kid. Like he's muscular, but he looks young. I believe that there's another jump in there for him. And I'm not saying it's a Will Fuller jump because, again, I never mean that because that's just that you can't predict that. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. Meaning right. Will Fuller went from running a four five mid four five in high school, which he ran at the opening to a four three two. You just don't sure. see that kind of jump very often. But they see CJ as that guy that, that's athletic inside. He can he can use his size to work positioning. He can run routes. He can get open. He can be a volume pass catcher. He can run the deep outs. He can run the corners. He can work the seams. He can work the drags, the crossers, sure. things like that, the option routes. 
And then if you do look at his athleticism, Vince, no, he's not the explosive athlete that Tobias Merriweather is. But now all of a sudden you get him matched up against nickels and linebackers and safeties, and now all of a sudden his athleticism projects even better than it actually is, than it, even than it is. And I think they like that type of matchup with him, where let, let's be explosive on the perimeter and let's have our tight ends and these slot receivers kind of be have that kind of that kind of uh, volume aspect where they can work the middle of the fields, which then opens up some ISO. So if you have to condense your defense to cover the tight ends and CJ Williams, then now all of a sudden you have some one-on-ones on the perimeter. If those safeties have to be peaking on the tight ends and the slot receiver, then you now have that one-on-one with a Tobias Merriweather on the outside. So sure. I think those are the things that you look at and say that's kind of where Notre Dame envisions him as, him as a slot. Now, I don't know if that's necessarily the direction that I would go with it, but that's one of the things I love about football is you can have your personal preference, but that doesn't mean it's the only way, the best way, whatever. It's just your way. It's like I've said about defense. You can be a 4-2-5, a 3-4, a 3-3-5, whatever, and all of them work as long right. as you recruit to it and you know what you're doing. So that 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 I found interesting, Vince, to kind of see that, and I want to get your your thoughts on, on him as a slot player, but first, uh, Ali Muhammad. Uh, our guy is back. And, Ali, we'd love to have you ask a question one of these days. You always jump in with the Super Chats. <laughs> yeah, and we man. appreciate it very, very Absolutely. much. But if you ever have a question, feel free to leave one. But but, but please know that we do very much appreciate um, – we do much appreciate you. That's awesome, man. You jumping on with us. Thank no you. No question about it. So, Vince, just kind of what are your thoughts on, on CJ yeah. as a slot? So, so what jumps out to me uh, with CJ when I watch his film is that it's his – uh, it's the way he plays the ball. Uh, I think he's got exceptional uh, hands. I think he can control his body exceptionally well. But he's not – you're right. He's not going to outrun anybody. He's not even that great of a route runner at the moment um, on, because they I'm, didn't I'm really ask him to be. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit on that one. I okay. actually do grade him out as a pretty good route runner. I think if okay. you – especially if you watch his junior film, I think he's a pretty good route runner. I think the reason maybe he doesn't get the separation somebody people think is because he's playing against the best – Sure, the best talent in America. I mean, there, there's nobody that plays the talent the the, the schedule that modern day does. Sure, somewhat disagree with you on that one, but oh, I that's apologize. fair. Please no, continue. no, and I, and where I was coming from was I didn't think they asked him to be a great route runner. Mm-hmm. I, I think that you know when they had him play in the slot, he was working the seam a lot, which you're just and running straight stuff. down the field. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they, yeah, they they saw, hey, we got a pretty darn good kid here. Let's use him, and they weren't asking him to do that. Right. So now there were a couple of times where he turned, uh, you know, what looked like it was going to be a post into more of a post comeback. And he had his his DB going in circles. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that is a, a very advanced route uh, for a high school kid. And that was very impressive. Um, but I just don't think they asked him to do a whole lot. So I think that's that's an area where he can obviously get better. Um, but again, it's the way he plays the ball that I'm most impressed with, because a lot of times there is a guy on him and, and he has to make a catch in space. And that's where, as a slot receiver, um, I could see him being very, very effective because, you know, he's going to be going up against a safety who's going to be bigger than him, right? He mm-hmm. could be going up against a linebacker in in coverage that or, you know, uh, in the middle of the field that could be bigger than him. He's going to have to go up and get some contested catches uh, where he's not going to be physically bigger than the guy he's going up against. And the way he goes after and goes and gets the ball – 
Uh, I mean, there's there's a great still, obviously, in his highlights of him with a one-handed catch. And he's doing a great job with his off arm of shielding the defender while mm-hmm. he goes up with his right hand and brings down that touchdown. And it was all in stride because then the first play of his highlights is that play. Um, and it he has amazing body control in the air. Uh, like I said, I love what he does around the ball. Uh, contested balls, going up, high-pointing the mm-hmm. ball, things like that. And that's something wide, wide receiver coaches preach all the time is high-pointing, you know, things of that nature, being able mm-hmm. to shield a defender with the rest of your body, things like that. He does those things tremendously. Uh, and it's it's fun to watch, frankly. I think that's one of those things that gets lost in the mix with him. And you made a great point, Vince, is – you know, there's there's different types of receivers, and I think the obvious ones that people see are the the burner. You know that yeah, that real right. big sure. explosive guy, and they say, well, you know that that's not. You know, I mean, if you're not that kind of guy, it's like people are going to start kind of picking your game apart a little bit. The thing that I've pointed out, and real quick, we got another super chat, uh, Lee yeah, Gannon we- with the super sticker. Actually, I love man. that. I love that uh, avatar. By the love way, it, that's, thanks, man. That's awesome. <laughs> that's <laughs> great. That little leprechauns get- relaxing on the. By the beach, small little, little drink. Is that Brian Kelly sipping his mai tais at the beach that he had <laughs> talked about that one time? <laughs> That's great. You know, but I, I think I think a lot of times, you know, people fall in love with the speed aspect, and I'm there's nothing wrong with see, with speed. I mean, if I can find a guy with speed, then then give me a right. guy with speed. But I think sometimes right. we then take a guy that doesn't have speed, and we start to dismiss him more than we should. And and you know, and when I did my film breakdown of of C.J. Williams, you know, I talked about some guys, DeAndre Hopkins. Ran a four five seven at the scouting combine. You know, he's had at least what four seasons with thirteen hundred yards and and uh, four seasons with at least one hundred four catches. Michael Thomas, who set an NFL record a couple of years ago with a hundred and forty nine catches, ran a four five seven at the scouting combine. Cooper yeah. Cup, who's had back to back seasons recently with with ninety catches or more, ran a four six one at the NFL scouting combine. Jarvis Lander, who's had six seasons with at least eighty one catches in the in the NFL. Ran a four six five at the combine and a four six one at LSU's pro day. Juju Smith Schuster was a mid four five guy. So uh, those are the kind of guys that that I want to see more of. Vince is those guys can also be impactful. It looks like he is finally going live. So let's oh, get here to we go. This. Uh, all of CBS HQ for having me on, and you also, Joe. You know, it's uh, great to have the opportunity to be on the show. Uh, for me, recruiting has been a long process. You know, I say it's long, but at the same time, I look back and it feels like I just got my first offer just yesterday. Uh, every single time I think about it, it's a blessing. It's something that I don't take for granted. And, uh, you know, there's those days that, you're, you know, you don't want a coach to call you because you just want to relax. But those are all the stuff that, you know, uh, you really take, take, it, take it in and you love it. Uh, I feel like just having all these people around me and having a great coaching staff, having a good family, good foundation really made me ready for the recruiting process. You know, I never really got uh, over my head in that, and I really felt like it was something that I just enjoyed, and, you know, it was a great process. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling very, very happy. You know, you guys can't see this, but I got a lot of people right behind the camera that care about me. I'm looking in their eyes, and, you know, like my dad said, prior to you guys going live, it takes a village, and everybody in here was part of that village. Everybody in here did something that made me I, made me who I am, the young man I am today, and uh, I'm really thankful for that, and I'm excited. You know, one of these schools I'll be able to attend for the next three to four years, and uh, it's going to be a good opportunity. I'm just looking forward uh, to playing some high-level football at the next level.
Yeah, so before I even announce my commitment, I just want to pay my respects for, you know, a fellow monarch that passed away last week, uh, Anthony Brahas. You know, my prayers go out to him and his family. You know, I'm very, very close with the system, so just to say that. Um, also, after saying that, I also want to pay respect to everybody in here. You know, I look in everybody's eyes, and everybody in here genuinely cares about me, and it's, it's something that I don't take for granted, I really realize. So thank you, everybody in here. I love every single one of you guys. Um, all that being said... <laughs> I will be taking my talents to the University of Notre There it is. Boom. CJ Williams commits to Notre Dame. And the crowd goes wild. Yep. And just, and just like that, we hit a thousand viewers. Yep. <laughs> Great. Right on the button. It's good to have everybody in here. And it's a big day for Notre Dame, no doubt about it. I'll let him keep talking and then we'll uh, I talk say about this it. all the time, man. I really feel like the culture there is really what set them apart. Like every single one of these schools, very, very great academic school, very, very good football program. But at the end of the day, only only one school I can go to, right? I feel like the, the determining factor that kind of set Notre Dame apart was just like the way that they kind of treat each other there and the way that, you know, that they deviate from the rest. You know, it's a, it's a faith based school and that really plays a role into my life. And I think that was something that was important in my recruitment. I wanted to be around like minded people that made me a better person and compete with me every day. And every single day I was just looking back and I was like, these are guys that I want to invite to my wedding one day and all this stuff. So. Yeah, so the Irish is getting a very, very hard work to do. I will give you my all every time I step on that field for as long as I'm there. And even after that, I'm still going to represent you, you know, in the best in the world as a person and as a young man. I feel like uh, the Irish is just getting a competitor. At the end of the day, that's what I do. And I'm, I'm there to win football games and get a good degree and hopefully you know, make a lot of Irish uh, happy while I'm there. So. And there we go. Yes, sir. It is official. It is official. Notre Dame got two highly, highly ranked wide receivers, top two on their board uh, in the in a week, which is which is crazy. And uh, and I know Brian, you said if these guys commit earlier than later, then it was good news for Notre Dame. And I would say this is about as early as it gets because you know they're just starting their their fall season and everything. They wanted to get it out of the way, and Notre Dame made the inroads that they needed to, and. More so than that, they closed. And that mm -hmm. is the, the biggest issue we've had with offensive recruiting for Notre Dame and, and recruiting in general over the past few years is just closing. And right. Notre Dame is closing right now. And right. they were closing on defense for a long time, you know, you know, I should say for the past month and a half, and now they're closing on offense, which is great. Offense is get is getting the headlines now, and and I and I love to see that. So uh big, big get for Notre Dame. I'm Fired up, man. I, I'm so happy that that Coach Reese and Coach Alexander and Coach Kelly were able to uh, communicate to these young men about what it's going to be like to be a receiver at the University of Notre Dame. And, and that's exciting to me. 
Yeah, th- th- look, th- we we talked a lot about this, Vince. We 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 talked about the fact that if he did make a decision sooner rather than later, this is what we thought the decision would be, because Notre Dame wasn't a great position with this for a long time. And and honestly, I mean, as we kind of get into this, we have a super chat from Scott F- we uh, Fessler. We appreciate that very oh, very man, much. Scott. You guys killing are killing it. it. Gregory Gilbert, welcome to Notre Dame. CJ Dell needs some credit here for the last few weeks. 100%. Also, we'll get into that here in a little bit. Yep. Um, we have a couple more super chats here that we want to get to. We appreciate all the support from all of y'all Man, today. You guys are awesome. Um, this is, you know, this this was a big one for Notre Dame, Vince. And actually, uh, uh, we uh, the chat from there was one for twenty in there. Yeah, which is an orange one. That one is gone. The one from uh, from Jacob Vineyard, I think, is I don't have it now. It's gone Uh-oh. for me. So if you can find that one, Vince, I can find it, but I may yeah. lose. I may yeah. lose some of the top ones. Um, so, but, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. But um, yeah, this is a big one for Notre Dame. And look, Notre Dame was in. We've said this for a while. Notre Dame was the leader for C- Tobias Merriweather for a long time. And, and CJ Williams, they get, well, as soon as they started making a push again, and once De- Coach Alexander and especially Coach Reese started making a push again. Uh, so Jacob Vineyard, we, we, there's been so many comments that we're already booted for, uh, your, your super chat. So you don't have to leave another super chat, but if you could just put your question back up, we want to get to that. Yeah, we absolutely want to get to it. So So, please do that. Uh, but once they started making a a sort of, they got re-energized on CJ, Notre Dame quickly, quickly jumped to the top of his list. Uh, and They've led for a while. They led going into his Texas visit. They led when he did his unofficial at USC. The question was, Vince, with both of them was, could Notre Dame close the deal this right. summer? Yes. The reason that was important is because oh, the got long – You got, got it on my phone. So I can at least what read What was it. his question? I okay, can at least read question? it. It's from Jacob uh, Vineyard, so Jared, correct? Jared Vineyard. Jared Vineyard. Jared Vineyard. Yes. Sorry. He said, uh, what's the likelihood the staff uh, maybe waits and takes a chance on a third premier wide receiver later on in the cycle instead of pushing for Bradshaw and Everhart now if, and he put if in in, uh, quotes, if the Irish land Williams today to go with Walker and Merriweather? You know, I I could see that. And if they wanted to do that, I'd have no problem with that. Look, three was the number, right? As we kind of dive into why this commitment matters, okay? Three was the number. I, I think you needed at least two going into the recruiting cycle. Once you lost Jordan Johnson, once you lost Kendall Abdurrahman, once you lost Jay Brunel, there became a need for at least three. And I think you could sure. even argue that there's a need for four. So it, it's 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 fine if they want to get a fourth highly ranked guy. I'm never going to argue about that. But here's the thing we have to discuss and we have to understand about these commitments is you need to make sure you're getting complimentary players. So I've had this discussion, this debate with people. It's like, hey, you know, don't take Xavion uh, Bradshaw. Don't take Major Everhart. Go for Andre Green Jr. Okay, Andre Green Jr. is ranked higher. I would not personally have him ahead of Xavion Bradshaw, but everybody knows my stance on Xavion Bradshaw. But let's just assume for a second that Andre Green is a better prospect than Xavion Bradshaw and Major Everhart. The problem is, is what does Andre Green do that you don't already have on the in the class in in Tobias Merriweather and C.J. Williams and Amorian Walker and and uh, in last year's class when you look at Jaden Thomas and Deion Colsey. So now all of a sudden you're adding a lot of similar pieces. Well, maybe this guy's faster, but it's there. It's a, a lot of these guys are tall, long outside receivers. Sure, right. Well, CJ brings a little something different to the table, which is why I've always wanted that Tobias CJ one-two punch because they're not cookie cutters. But you start adding some of these guys to the mix, like an Andre Green, some of these other players. It's like, well, how's he any different than Deion Colsey or? 
what does he do that, that Tobias Merriweather doesn't already do, but in a faster package or, or that CJ doesn't already do right. He doesn't really bring anything. It's about building the right group of receivers, which means you have to have a complementary skill set. And right now, Notre Dame has a bit of a complementary skill set because you have Tobias and Amorian are very similar players. Tobias is more, you know, is more all around better than Amorian, in my opinion. If Amorian is fast as fast as people say, and the in the rumblings are he ran a four four one at Bama's camp this summer, which is why Bama offered him in his slow times in the past were about injuries and those kind of things. Let's just grant that. Okay, let's let's assume that that is true. He doesn't really do anything skill wise that you don't already have in Tobias Merriweather. Right. CJ is important because he does bring a bit of a different body type and skill set to the table. Now you need a fourth complementary player. So you need to bring someone who's going to have some similarity to CJ, but more so what you need is you need someone that can be more of an after the catch type of player. Sure. That's that more, the key. That more prototypical slot guy. That's right? what's meant. Yeah. Well, or, well, or in depending you know, on your offense. Right. I get what you're saying. Right. Yeah. You're saying prototype. And what I'm saying is, yeah, I'm, I agree with that, but I'm going to take it over here and say it's that, that after the catch player, whether it's a, you know, whether it's an X, a Z or a W, I don't care where he plays. But let's just kind of see where that guy would fit. But it's the skill set to me that matters most. Sure. It's that after the catch type of player. That's the skill set. So you may say, hey, look, higher ranked receiver. Uh, but I don't care about higher ranked receiver, number one. I care about, you know, who Notre Dame values. But I care about the skill set. And when you look at Major Everhart, who is a running slot running back in high school, he can do the jet sweeps. He can do the reverses. He can do the the bubble screens, the look screens. Who of the current three receivers, or if you added Andre Green Jr., would be that guy? That that guy's not there. Right. Who would be the guy you want to run on reverse or a jet sweep or that kind of – you don't necessarily want a long strider doing that in college. You can get away with it in high school, and he's really good at it in high school, but it doesn't translate as well. So those are the things that we're referring to is that complementary skill right. set. Right. And so that's why I think there is a need for like a major Everhart or Xavier Bradshaw, because they're the kind of guy that you just get it out there, throw it to him behind the line and then let him go do something with it. Get him a jet, get him reverse. It's a Braden Lindsay type. It's like, OK, there's there's the Braden Lindsay type of player. Then there's the T Higgins, Justin Ross type of player. Right. So the Braden Lindsay type of player is more of the Xavier Bradshaw. I, I kind of like Lawrence Keys and, and, and Braden Lindsay. If you put them into one package, that's sort of what I see as a major Everhart break. Uh, Xavier Bradshaw, but then if you look at, you know, the Tobias Merriweather, he's more of that Justin Ross, T. Higgins type of player. You want that complementary skills, and then the Morin Walker fits into that category as well. That T. Higgins, Justin Ross type of long vertical player. Right. So, so those are the things I look at and say it's it's about the skill set, and and that's why CJ was such an important piece to this, and and why adding him gives Notre Dame that player that that you could say, hey, this is the kind of guy that you can go build a receiving court around sure. because he does bring that complementary skill set. And it's, it's again, it's the big 6'4 vertical player like Tobias and Amorian, and then there's the volume pass catcher in CJ. Now it's about adding that guy that could, you can say you can throw a bubble screen to, a look screen to, a jet sweep reverse to, a slant, a cross, and all of a sudden that guy makes one person miss and he's gone. Or he can make three or four people miss and he's gone. Those are what those other two guys do. But even if you don't add a third, a fourth receiver to the class, just focus on the three you have now. This is exactly what Notre Dame needed. It is this kind of high impact talent, high like just because they're gonna they could lose a lot of receivers after this year. 
Sure. Right. And, and there's a need for some younger guys with the proper development to come into play. And these are kids, Tobias Merriweather and now C.J. Williams, that can play right now. And they're they're physically ready to play right now, especially C.J. That's the, the big thing. Yeah. C.J.'s physically going to be ready to play. Number one, he's strong. He's 195. He's going to be 200 pounds plus by the time he arrives. He's physical. And the competition he plays against, here's where competition matters to me. I don't. It doesn't matter to me as far as evaluation of talent. Where it matters to me, Vince, is when you play against the schedule that modern day plays, the jump of competition that you have to be prepared to beat is going to be much greater. When you're playing Jaden Mickey's of the world every Friday night in high school, it's going to be a lot easier for you to quickly transition into college sure. because you've played against those guys before. Right. And to me, that's going to be kind of the key for me and why this is, again, another big deal. And can we talk about this? I believe I could be wrong on this. So somebody in the chat, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe the last time Notre Dame got a kid from modern day was was like Brad Williams or Mike McNair back in the day. I I don't think they've got a kid from modern day since then because Derek Landry's from De La Salle, Foskey's from De La Salle. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. It is so huge for Notre Dame to kind of get their foot back in the door of modern day. And hopefully this can kind of open that door up and let some other guys get in because it's what the number one Catholic Catholic Mm -hmm. school in the country football wise. Yeah. And, and, and that's huge. And then can we say the final piece of this Notre Dame went to the West coast and beat USC for the top two receipt, two of the top three receivers on the West coast. Boom. That, that is huge. <laughs> Boom. That is well, like huge. I said, I didn't like Notre Dame's hat being that close to USC's hat. Right. But, but see, I, I do like it care. when you when you know what the when you know yeah. what the decision's gonna be. <laughs> right. Right. You're like see, I, I would have wanted him to like pick it up and just kind of uh just kind of mm-hmm. pick it a little uh mm-hmm. off to the side. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We did yeah. have another super chat there, Brian. I don't know okay. if you want to grab that. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. 